Hebrews chapter 11, I'm going to be focusing on the latter part of the chapter as we have been studying this chapter together on this series entitled Masterpiece, the Hall of Faith. And tonight we're going to continue discussing the Hall of Faith. I want to read for us verse 1. We'll skip down a few verses. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Vamos a comenzar esta noche en Hebreos 11, 1. Estamos hablando sobre la obra maestra a que hace la fe. Uh, the Bible says, Hebrews 11, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And now, way down to verse 32, Ahora el verso 32. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell you of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Japheth, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting their release, so they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings, yet also chains and imprisonment. And they were stoned, and they were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and ill-treated, men in whom the world is not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, because God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Father, we thank you tonight for the living and active word of God. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach and teach the word of God, and I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might be able to receive the word and put it to action in their lives. We ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen. We continue tonight talking about the hall of faith, and I've shared with you that if you walk through with me the Hebrews 11, chapter 11 of Hebrews. It's like walking through uh, the museum uh, where all of the portraits of the great men and women of faith can be found. If you go to the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C., you have the opportunity to walk through the Hall of the Presidents. You see there every official portrait of the presidents of the United States. Well, this is that for us, for believers. And tonight I want to speak about the fact that faith is the master key. Uh, esta noche yo quiero hablar sobre la llave maestra que es la fe. Uh, sometimes when uh, you see an apartment building or a college campus, a dormitory, or maybe a, a bank or a place of business where there are a lot of doors and all of those doors have locks, 
You can imagine that it would be nearly impossible to carry around all of the keys for all of the locks. And so some institutions have what is called a master key. Everyone say master key. And the master key is one key that opens all the doors. La llave maestra en una, en una instalación como un apartamento o quizá un una lugar de oficina de, de negocio o quizá una, un campamento de colegio, usted va a encontrar que hay una llave maestra y la llave maestra es la llave que abre todas las puertas. And tonight I want to bring uh, this thought to us that faith is the master key for the believer. La llave es la llave, la fe, perdón, es la llave maestra para el creyente. Faith opens all the doors. La fe abre todas las puertas. We read in verse 6 that without it, it is impossible to please God. Sin la fe, es imposible agradar a Dios. Entonces, si usted no agrada a Dios, la puerta no se va a abrir. If you're not pleasing God, that door's not going to open. And the only way to please God is by faith. Uh, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We said that at the beginning of the series. Let's say it again together tonight, everyone. The just shall live by faith. Todos digan, el justo por la fe vivirá. And so the master key is faith. La llave maestra es la fe. And the reason that this is so important for us tonight is because uh, as human beings, we tend to compartmentalize things. Como seres humanos, a veces ten, tenemos la tendencia de poner cosas en compartimentos o compartimentos um, eh, los cuales nos, a veces nos ayudan y a veces nos hace más difícil. Sometimes this tendency to compartmentalize makes things easier. Sometimes it actually makes things harder. And especially with regard to spiritual things. Con relación a las cosas espirituales. For instance, uh, we, team, we tend to compartmentalize our spiritual life. And many people think that spiritual life is Sunday morning at church, Wednesday night in Bible study, you know, prayer time before you meet, before you eat, uh, maybe at a, a specific or, or daily time of devotion. That's my spiritual life. And then when I go to work, when I go to school, when I take a test, when I go to a doctor's visit, that's all natural stuff, and that all uh, has to be dealt with by other rules. Uh, quizá algunos piensan, bueno, eh, el, lo espiritual, lo, lo que es la vida espiritual es el domingo en la mañana, es el miércoles por la tarde, es mi tiempo de oración, es uh, orar antes de la comida, pero cuando yo voy a, a, a la escuela, si yo tomo un examen, si yo voy a pedir un trabajo, si yo voy a ir a... Uh, a, a, a tener una plática o una inter, entrevista, todo esto es secular, todo esto es natural y no tiene nada que ver con la vida espiritual. How many of you realize that faith touches all the compartments of your life? La fe toca todos los compartimentos de tu vida. And you can't just say my spiritual life only goes to church. Uh, if you do that, you are robbing yourself of the value 
and the vitality that comes from enjoying and inviting God to participate in every sphere of your life. Si usted vive de esa manera, uh, poniendo a Dios en, compartimiento, en compartimentos, entonces usted está negando, negándose a sí mismo la oportunidad de disfrutar de la mano de Dios en todas las áreas de su vida. And I want you to realize then tonight that faith touches every single area of your life if you let it. La fe toca todas las áreas de tu vida y abre todas las puertas en tu vida. You realize that there is no place that faith cannot go. No hay ningún lugar donde la fe no puede entrar. That ought, to, that ought to stick to our memory tonight. Eso se debe pegar a nuestra memoria esta noche. Say that with me. There is no place where faith cannot go. You realize that faith can go into the darkest seasons of your life. La fe puede entrar a los lugares más oscuros de tu vida. La faith can go into the brightest moments of your life. La fe entra a los momentos más brillantes de tu vida. And faith becomes a place for God to move in your life. La fe se forma en un punto de contacto para que Dios opere en tu vida. So, as they said, never leave home without it. Usted nunca debe salir de la casa sin caminar con su fe. What does the Bible say? The just shall live by faith. El justo por la fe vivirá. Now, if you know uh, the Bible, uh, and maybe some of you have studied the dispensations of the Bible, you realize that there are seven dispensations in the history of the Bible. Hay siete dispensaciones en la época de la Biblia. Uh, hay siete épocas en la cual Dios trabajó distintamente. There are seven epochs or seven periods of time in which God dealt with man according to certain level of revelation. But there's one thing in common in every single one of those dispensations, and it's faith. Hay una cosa en común en todas las dispensaciones de la Biblia, y esa es la fe. For example, Abel lived in the dispensation of conscience. Abel vivió en la dispensación de la conciencia. He could not go to the tabernacle to provide a sacrifice because there was no such thing as a tabernacle. And so the tabernacle was not the thing. What was the thing? Faith. Everybody say faith. And, and then you go a little bit further and you find the dispensation of human government. We start to see men like Noah. Noah could not go to the cross. Why? The cross hadn't happened yet. He couldn't go to the tabernacle. There was no tabernacle. But what did he have? Everybody say it. Faith. Then you go a little further. You go to dispensation of promise. Now you have Abraham. And Abraham, the Bible says, by faith, he uh, possessed the promises of God. And now we see that Abraham didn't have a tabernacle. He didn't have a cross. He had faith. Then we go a little further, the dispensation of the law. Now we're talking about Moses. Moses did have the tabernacle. But guess what? The tabernacle was no, of no account without faith. And so you see that faith is the, the, the thing that connects man to God in every single dispensation. Today, you and I live in the dispensation of grace. Ahora usted y yo vivimos en la dispensación de la gracia. And so, what do you need? Do you need a tabernacle today? No. 
Because that has been done away with. What do you need? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. ¿Qué es lo que usted necesita ahora? Ahora necesita fe en la persona de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Say amen if you understand. Dígame si usted me entiende esta noche. Porque la fe es la llave maestra. Faith is the master key in every dispensation of your life. When you got saved, you were in the infancy stage of your Christian walk. You began walking by faith. Usted comenzó como niño en su vida cristiana. Comenzó caminando con Dios. ¿Cómo lo hizo? Por fe. And now many of you have matured. Ahora ha madurado. Ahora es una persona madura en su fe. It's still faith, isn't it? Ahora ha madurado. Tiene tiempo en la iglesia. Pero todavía se lleva fe. And guess what? It takes It takes more faith the more you go. Se lleva más fe entre más usted camina. Doesn't it? Don't you remember when you first got saved? ¿Se acuerda cuando usted recién fue salvo? You asked God for a parking lot, a parking space at the front door of the Walmart, and there it was, right? Everything you asked for seemed like the Lord just gave it to you. And, and your faith, because it was, it was new and it was fresh, and it was a milk kind of faith, Uh, but now you, can, you, you ask for a parking space up front and uh, you don't get it quite as easily because now God is working on different levels of your faith. He's working on different levels of your walk with him. And he's no longer got you on a milk diet. He's got you on a meat diet. Say amen if you're on a meat diet. But your faith is maturing as you walk with God. And the reality that we see here is that in every season of time, it is a requirement of man. That if he is going to be pleasing to God, he must come to God by faith. Eso es la realidad. En todas las épocas del tiempo, el hombre se llega a Dios mediante la fe. Now, the end of the chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews, does a summary because he says, the writer of Hebrews says, I don't have time to tell you of all the acts of faith. Uh, in the Old Testament. Ahora, llegamos a, a el fin del capítulo 11 de Hebreos y nos dice el escritor, me falta el tiempo. That's in verse 32. He says, time will fail me. I don't have the time to tell you about all that uh, is yet to be said concerning the faith. And so he gives us a real quick summary. Entonces nos da un resumen breve de las obras de fe And, uh, and what I want you to see with me, we're going we're gonna to break that down in just a minute. But I want you to do, do this again with me because we did it the first time we began. Verse 3, by faith we understand. So you realize this, that faith unlocks the, uh, unlocks the door to understanding. How many of you need some understanding? Uh, two of you need understanding. How many of you need some understanding? Faith unlocks the door to understanding. Verse 4, uh, by faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice. How many of you know it takes faith to bring an offering? Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken up. How many of you know we're going to be taken up? Say amen, somebody. You're getting ready for that? Are you excited about that? Verse 8, uh, by faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. How many of you know it takes call to obey? It takes faith to obey. The door of obedience is opened by the key of faith. We keep going. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah received the ability to conceive. How many of you know it takes faith to do the impossible? Say amen, somebody. She received the ability to give birth when she was barren. That's 
uh, the, 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 she comes up to the door of, uh, of, child, uh, of, chi of childbearing and it's locked. And guess what unlocked the door? It wasn't uh, the medical science and technology of her day. Say amen, somebody. It was faith that unlocked the door. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. We see there, again, his faith. By verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. He prophesied over his sons by faith. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed the sons of Joseph. There it is again. Faith to declare the future over your children. How many of you know it takes faith to look at a rebellious child and declare you're going to serve the Lord? Say amen, somebody. You're going you're to do this God's way sooner or later. It takes faith to do that. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You come up against the door uh, to say, I'm getting out of sin. I'm getting out of this lifestyle of Egypt. And guess what? That door is locked. Egypt doesn't want to let you go. Sin doesn't want to let you go. What is it that opens the door? Come on. Faith unlocked the door and Egypt, Egypt was broken in, in, Pharaoh, in Moses' mind and he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now we are down to verse 32 and I want to slow down here. It says, by faith, he says, uh, what, what, what more can I say? For time will fail me if I tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David and Samuel and the prophets. And here's what they did. They conquered kingdoms. I want to talk tonight about these things here as we go down this list. That the, the doors that faith can open. And here we have the door of opposing kingdoms. Aquí tenemos la puerta de un reino opuesto. Do you realize that you and I... When we are living and walking by faith, are going to come up against the doors of opposing kingdoms. Usted y yo, al caminar con Dios, vamos a venir en contra de la puerta de reinos que se oponen. How many of you have found that door? ¿Cuántos han encontrado esa puerta? Everything you do for God is going to find an opposition. Todo lo que usted haga para Dios, el enemigo se va a oponer. Now, don't be surprised. Don't curl up in a little ball and cry about it. Usted no se ha sorprendido. Tampoco no se ponga a llorar y decir, a mí todo me va mal. Siempre que yo quiero hacer algo, se levanta la oposición. Stop crying about it and say, oh, woe is me. Every time I try to do something good, something bad happens. The enemy opposes me. You're bigger than that. Say, I'm bigger than that. You get the key of faith. I said, get the key of faith. Usted cuando llegue la oposición, ¿qué va a hacer? Va a tomar la llave de la fe. Because faith is going to open and unlock that door. La fe es lo que va a abrir y a, a, abrir esa puerta. Go to Joshua chapter 12. Vaya a Josué capítulo 7. Part, perdón, capítulo 12, verso 7. Joshua chapter 12, verse 7. Let's see what faith can do. Now remember, Joshua comes into the promised land and it is inhabited by the pagan nations of the Canaanites. Josué entra a Canaan, a la tierra prometida, y esa tierra es habitada por los cananeos. Now you think the Canaanites are just going to roll over and give it up? Usted piensa que los cananeos se van a, van a decir, oh, aquí está todo. No, there's going to be opposition. Va a haber oposición. And so Joshua has to lead his people by faith. 
Josué tiene que guiar a su pueblo por fe. And what I want you to see with me tonight is that what we're about to read can be your story. Lo que usted y yo estamos para leer esta noche, yo quiero que sea su historia. Verse 7, chapter Joshua 12, 7. Now these are the kings of the land whom Joshua and the sons of Israel defeated beyond the Jordan. Okay, who did they defeat? It says kings. Everybody say kings. You realize a king is an authority. Somebody that has a legal right to something. And legal authority over it. Los reyes son personas uh, que tienen autoridad. When you go to do God's work, God's will, the kingdom of darkness is going to challenge the kingdom of light. El reino de las tinieblas se va a oponer al reino de la luz. This is why, so long as you're the janitor at your, at your uh, place of business, nobody cares. But the moment they decide to promote you to head of the department, all the true colors come out. Say amen, somebody. They start hissing. What happened? There are kings in there. And those kings are a different kingdom. And they do not want a king, that's you, or a queen, that's you, someone with authority in the kingdom of God to come and replace them. Say amen, somebody. See, now you can go home and cry about it, or you can realize, I am, I'm going to take the key of faith, and I'm going to unlock the door to every opposition, because what belongs to me, belongs to me. Say amen, somebody. And so, Joshua goes in there, and he is up against kings. And the Bible says that these are the kings whom Jacob, uh, of the land whom Joshua, the sons of Israel, did what? What did they do? Come on, be excited about it. What did they do? They defeated them beyond the Jordan. Listen, the Lord is not calling you to go sit next to the king. He's not calling you to go build a little, a little spiritual kingdom next to the pagan kingdom. What's he doing? He's saying, we're going to uproot this thing. We're going to defeat this thing. Listen, America needs a church to rise up and cast out some pagan kings and say, thus saith the Lord, we're a nation under God. Come on, somebody. We're going to establish the righteousness of God in our day. Is there a church in the house tonight? What did they do? They defeated the kings. And then in verse in verse, uh, the latter part of verse 7, it says, which rise towards Seir, and Joshua gave it to the tribes of Israel for possession. What did the Bible say? By faith, they conquered kingdoms. Que dice Hebreos, por la fe, ellos conquistaron reinos. Now here's what I want you to see, because this is your life. In the hill country, in the lowland, on the slopes, in the wilderness. Does that sound like about every place? In the hill country, the high places, he conquered kings. In the low places, he conquered kings. In the slope, the in-between places, he conquered kings. Come on, is there any place that faith cannot go? Habrá lugar donde la fe no puede entrar. Dice que él fue a los montes, fue a los valles, fue a los lugares de bajada. 
toda la área geográfica, Josué ahí estableció la voluntad de Dios. I, I want you to get excited about this tonight because Joshua, by faith, went into every place, high place, low place, middle place, and he established the will of God and the kingdom of God. Say amen, somebody, because you can say, well, that's a high place. I don't know if I can do that up there. Well, that's, that's a low place. I don't know if I want to get involved with that. God said, no, I have equipped you to take every place. To be a light in every place. To establish the kingdom of God in every place. And then verse 9, I get excited about this because it says, The king of Jericho won. Everybody say won. Now Joshua, if you understand the book of Joshua, Joshua is about to come to the end of his of his ministry, he thinks, and he's listing every kingdom. And I don't have the time to go down and list them all, but these next, from verse 9 to verse 24, is a list of all the victories. And he says, the king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one. The king of Jerusalem, one. The king of Hebron, one. The king of Jarmuth, one. The king of Lekish, one. The king of Eglon, one. The king of Gezer, one. And on and on. And this is why I want you to understand this tonight. Because you need to be able to, to speak like this. When you look over your life, you say the king of poverty, one. The king of addiction, one. The king of sickness, one. The king of discouragement, one. The king of backsliding, one. Come on, somebody. He's given you victory over every king and dominion by faith. By faith they conquered kingdoms. Por la fe vencieron a los reinos. Y ahí vemos que Josué comienza a describir reino tras reino tras reino que él venció por la fe. How did he do it? By faith. He conquered by faith. Now, he didn't conquer every king the same way. Some Like Jericho, he just walked around them seven times and then seven times on the seventh day. You remember that? But others he ambushed. Because faith is not always going to give you the same strategy. But it's always the same key. That's why you get into trouble when you try to conquer one king the way you conquered the other. Because now you're not operating in faith, you're operating in experience. They met somebody. And when you start operating in experience, now you're not operating in faith. Faith says, no, I'm not going to see what I know how to do. I'm going to ask God how he wants it done, and I'm going to do it his way because that's the only way to conquer kingdoms. Now, let's go to another example, 2 Samuel 8. 2 Samuel chapter 8, Segunda de Samuel capítulo 8. Now we have David. Everybody say, this is my story. Come on, you've got you've to expect that these are the things that are going to happen in your life. Estas son las cosas que usted debe esperar que pasen en su vida. Second Samuel chapter 8. And after this, it came about that David did what? Defeated. Say it, defeated. 
Listen, you've got to stop making treaties with the enemy. God has given you victory. You're more than an over, you're, you are an overcomer and more than a conqueror. What did he do? He defeated the Philistines. Who were the Philistines? Remember Goliath? How did David defeat Goliath? By faith. He took that sling and stone by faith. And then in verse 2, he defeated Moab. Now this one is, is beautiful. It says, he measured them with the line, making them lie down, lie down on the ground, and he measured two lines to put to death and one full line to keep alive. David took the Moabites and he lined them all up in three lines and he killed two and left one alive. You say, why did he leave one alive? So they would go home and tell their, their brother and their sister and their mom and their dad, don't mess with David. They were whipped. Say, I met somebody. Verse 3, David defeated Hadadzer, another king. And then verse 14, David defeated the Edomites. You realize the nation of Israel has never been today as large as it was during the time of David. La nación de Israel jamás ha sido tan grande en su espacio como fue durante el tiempo de David. Why? By faith they conquered kingdoms. Por la fe conquistaron reinos. Now so the ladies don't feel left out, I'll give you one more. Her name is Esther. We want to be equal opportunity around here. Para que las mujeres no se sientan solas, también tenemos a, a la reina Esther. Esther wasn't just a beauty queen that won a contest. Say amen, somebody. By faith, she conquered kingdoms. Esther no era nomás una mujer que se ganó uh, un premio de, de ser la mujer más bella y se casó con el rey. No, esta mujer por la fe conquistó reinos. How, how significant was the, the work of Esther? ¿Qué tan significante era el, el trabajo de Esther? A law had been passed because the king had been hoodwinked uh, uh, into making a law that, that said that it, on a particular day, if you were uh, a Persian, you could kill the Jews and take their property. Well, here's the thing about being a Jew. If you're a Jew, you, you're blessed. Don't get jealous because you are now under the blessing of Abraham. Say amen, somebody. And so this law made it so that you could kill a Jewish merchant, a Jewish landowner, and take all of his acreage and all of his land and all of his cattle. And they were intending to transfer the wealth of the Jewish nation into the Persian Empire by genocide. This is no mere law. This is no simple little Thing. This is a plan to systematically destroy the Jewish people. And God positions Esther in the palace. Sound like a coincidence? No. God positions Esther in the palace. And by faith now she's going to walk into the courts of the Persian king. And she's going to save the life of her people. And God delivered the nation of Israel into her hands, and the, the Persians who were out to get the Jews were destroyed because a woman discovered that 
Faith unlocks the door. Say amen, somebody. I said, say amen, somebody. Faith unlocked the door. And by faith, she conquered kingdoms. The entire Persian kingdom came into her hand by faith. Listen, you don't need backroom deals. You don't need bribes. Come on. You don't need to cheat the system. By faith you can conquer kingdoms. Por la fe usted puede conquistar reinos. And right now, as I said earlier, this nation needs some believers to rise up in faith and take the master key and say, devil, you can't have our country. You can't have our universities. You can't have our schools. Come on, somebody. We've got to take what belongs to us by faith. By faith they performed acts of righteousness. Por la fe hicieron obras de justicia. Look at 1 Kings chapter 3. Media Primera de Reyes, capítulo 3. It's all right if we read the Bible, right? 1 Kings chapter 3. Now we look at Solomon. Ahora vemos a Salomón. And this is a very interesting story because the Bible says that there are two women having a quarrel. The Bible says in, in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16, And two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. And I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. And it happened on the third day after I gave birth that this woman also gave birth to a child. And we were together. And there was no stranger with us in the house, only the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night. Because she lay on it. And so she raised, she rose in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your, uh, while your maidservant slept. And laid him in her bosom. And let her dead child in my bosom. So we have a, a, a couple of women. One of whose children has died in early infancy. And so the other who also had a child who was uh, in early infancy uh, takes the dead child, and switches him out with the living child. And now they come to the king. And the king has to decide whose child it is. No DNA tests. Sound like a problem? How are you going to solve this? That's right. Say it again. How are you going to solve this? Faith. By faith they did works of righteousness. And so the Bible said the king came uh, uh, brought the women before him, and, and he, he said, somebody bring me a sword. Let's cut this baby in half. That way you can each have a half. And the mother who had already lost her child and was trying to kidnap the other one, she said, that, will, that works for me. Sounds like a good deal. But the mama who was the mama, she said, no, you can have my baby. Just don't, don't do that to him. And Solomon said, that's the woman. That's, that's, his, that's her child. And the Bible said, look at verse 28. When Israel, when Israel heard the judgment which the king had handed down, they feared the king. For they saw the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Listen, what do you do when you don't know what to do? 
you have to take the master key of faith. ¿Qué hace cuando no sabe qué hacer? Tiene que tomar la llave maestra de la fe. Come on, somebody. Some of you have some situations where you don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Get in touch with God and let the Spirit of God give you direction. He's the answer. But you can't do it without faith. Listen, not all the lawyers in Israel could have solved the problem for Solomon. But faith unlocked the door. La fe abre la puerta que está cerrada. Do you have some faith tonight? Now the Bible says that in verse 34, by, uh, pardon, verse 33, by faith they shut the mouths of lions. You remember Daniel? Daniel went up to pray contrary to the king's edict. He was thrown into the lion's den. And what should have happened was that that, that man falling into a, a den full of hungry lions should have been devoured within moments of falling into that cave. But the Bible says that the Lord shut the mouths of the lions. Say amen, somebody. Have you ever watched God shut the mouth of the lion? Have you ever gone into a meeting expecting the lions to eat you alive and then they just shut their mouth and couldn't speak? Say amen, somebody. Because of the faith operating in Daniel, God did for Daniel what Daniel and the king himself could not do. Say amen, somebody. God can shut the mouth of the devourer. There is a lion. The Bible says he's roaring. He's seeking someone to devour, but his mouth is shut tonight because of the faith that's operating in your life. You come on, is there some faith operating in in your life. Listen, you try to you try to go toe to toe with the devil. You try to argue your way out, you try to defend yourself, you try to do all those things, you're going to get into trouble. You've got to let God shut the mouth of the lion. And when he does it, there are no loose ends. And the king came the next morning and said, "Oh Daniel, are you there?" Was your God able? What's the answer? Yes, my God is able. Say that tonight. My God is able. Come on. Is there any door that faith can't open? Then we read in verse 33, by faith, they, the verse 34, they quenched the power of fire. Same book, the book of Daniel. The Bible says there are three Hebrew boys, Hebrew young men. The king says at the sound of the music, you will kneel down and worship this God that I have made of gold. Dice el verso 34, por fe apagaron el poder del fuego. Saldrach, Bersag y Abesnego estaban en Babilonia cuando el rey de Babilonia dijo, dio el edicto, al sonar de las trompetas, todo mundo se va a rodear y va a adorar a este Dios. And, and you know, there were not the only Jews there. Estos no eran los únicos judíos presentes. But everybody else must have figured or justified themselves. These three boys said, we won't bow. And the king said, you caught me on a good day. I'm going to give you a second chance. They said, king, don't bother with it. Because our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And even if he doesn't, we will not bow. 
Come on, is that faith or what? Is that faith or what? When faith rises up and begins to speak, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any logical sense or reasonable sense. But these boys were operating by faith. They took out the master key that said, you do what you got to do, but we're going to serve the Lord. And the Bible said they were thrown into the fiery furnace, and the only thing that burned was the rope that was binding them, and they saw them walking about and worshiping God. And guess what? When the king looked in, what did he see? He said, we threw three in, but I see four. And the fourth one looks like the son of the living God. Come on, somebody. Faith will shut them out of the lions and quench the power of the fire. Surely, surely you and I have been through some fires. We're going through some fires right now, aren't we? Faith. Opens the door of deliverance. La fe la que abre la puerta a la liberación. We can go on and on tonight. I'll give you one more. By faith they put foreign enemies to flight. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Por la fe pusieron a los enemigos a correr. Segunda de Crónicas capítulo 20. The Bible said Jehoshaphat, the king of Israel, got the news that his neighboring kings, three of them, had come against him for battle. And what did he do? The Bible says he became afraid. Dice la escritura en segunda de crónicas 20 que Josafat recibió palabra que tres de sus enemigos vinieron contra él en batalla. And this is how they told him. They said, a multitude is camped against you. Le dijeron, una multitud se ha unido en contra de ti. Y tuvo temor. But that didn't last too long because the Bible said that he called the nation of Israel to Jerusalem and they began to pray. Dice la escritura que él llamó a la nación de Israel a, Israel, a Jerusalén y comenzaron a orar. It says in verse 5, And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he began to pray. Faith will move you to prayer. La fe lo movió a la oración. Anybody in here praying? And he starts praying, and the Bible said all of the people of, of Israel were praying with him. It says that the, the women and the, and the babies and the, the men, everybody was praying. And while they were praying, it, we see there in verse 14, that suddenly in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. The Spirit of God came upon one of these men of the Levites, one of the members of the worship team of Israel. And he began to prophesy. And he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord, do not be afraid or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, 
but God's. Say amen, somebody. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness. You need not fight in the battle. Everybody say that. I need not fight in the battle. Say it again. I need not fight in the battle. Station yourselves and stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground and Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. Well, what happened the next day? They went up and they took their position not to fight but to watch God work. Tell your neighbor, get a good view. Come on, it's time to fight for the front row. I said it's time to fight for the front row. Are you excited tonight? I said it's time to get a good view. He said, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. This is a blockbuster moment. This is the thing you don't want to have to watch reruns of. You don't want to have to go find it on YouTube. You want to say, I saw this with my own eyes. I saw God show up. I saw God move. Come on, Kingsway. He went, he said, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And they went and they took their position. And the Bible says that in the morning, the Lord sent out ambushments. Most likely, he sent out angels against the nations gathered against Israel and the three of them started fighting each other and started running away in the presence of God. Say amen, somebody. By faith, they put foreign enemies to flight. Listen, there are some foreign enemies. There are some ungodly and unclean things and unclean spirits that have come to take root in our nation. But you and I are going to put them to flight in the name of Jesus. Amen, somebody. As we stand up and declare what God's word says and we walk and live by faith. Faith is the master key. Somebody take some faith tonight and go to war. Because it opens every door. You say, Pastor, I'm not Fighting an enemy who's trying to take down my nation. I'm, I'm, needing, I'm needing some money this week. Faith will open the money door. You say, Pastor, I need healing. Faith will open the healing door. You say, Pastor, I need to break the power of addiction. Faith will open the power that will break the power of addiction in your life. Come on, somebody. It is the master key. The just shall live by faith. There is no place it cannot go. So right where you are, I want you to just stand up and lift your hands. If you're at home, stand up where you are and lift your hands. And it's time to engage the spiritual world in prayer. Activate your faith tonight. Faith will shut the mouths of lions. And faith will connect you to the God who is able.